If you want to give online, you give at jesuscentral.today. <laughs> I did ask. <laughs> You're so excited. And hit the giving button. <laughs> It's just psyched me out now. It's it's all your fault. All righty. I just want to follow on with that thought and we're going to take communion at the end because um, the Lord's been really talking to me about um, getting quiet and I am quite a quiet person, like inside, like none of my children believe me. Like why don't anybody believe me? But inside I am quiet. It's like I need to have quiet. If I don't have quiet, I can get a little bit frazzled. I need to have those times of reflection and times with the Lord. And um, often, you know, Philip, when he's talking about Jesus is the same, you know, yesterday, today and forever. It's like he does not change. The Lord does not change. And so when Philip was sharing with me about God is in the detail, even to the bottom of the robe of Aaron, the priest, you know, and all the tiny little flowers on everything and intricacy of what colour thread and all those. If you read the instructions with the tabernacle and things, it is incredible that God will be so specific. And yet he chose people. And it's like he lines up people for us. I remember Justin saying one day to me, um, you know, like there's a lot of angelic activity, activity for you just to meet the right people. It's like he's always on setup, and sometimes you really see the Jesus setup. You're like, oh, here it is, that's a setup. And it's like, but if he was so intricate in his instructions to Moses, and we can say, oh well, you know, that was back then, but he does not change. He does not change. But I think our expectation has changed. If it's like, oh, we'll just go off and and just run with whatever and just trust and, and all that. But God does not change. If he's, that, if he's that specific and that detailed with Moses, and if you look through the word, you see it over and over, then he, he would be the same with us if we, if we hope to wait. Do you want to sort of be right out there? Yeah, chill, Tally. He's all right. So um, I guess if you take that thought into every day. So if you take the thought of, okay, God wants me to know he's speaking to me because it says that he is a good shepherd and that his sheep know his voice. So he calls us his sheep. So he, we, we know his voice. But if we don't take the time to listen to the details of his voice, we don't take the time to get quiet we're, or we don't take the time to go, is that God speaking or is that me? Then we're going to miss those detailed instructions. So I know many of you have heard about morning pages if you've read my blog um, and but I really really because I've my word for the year is creativity that's like I always wait on the Lord for what's one word for that you want me to really focus on and mine is creativity but I'm learning that if you want to have fresh ideas if you want to have creative thought if you want to have any of the things that are inside you flow out you've actually got to give creativity and ideas and fresh thought space because it's amazing what is stored up here that clutters and blocks anything that, that God wants to say or do in you. Like you can be so bogged down in stuff that you can't hear when God speaks or you, or you push aside things because I've just got to deal with this. I can only handle this. And so one of the things I've really learned over the last couple of years is a thing called morning pages. Now, please do not shut off if you're not a journaler. Men in the room are listening. 
especially, because this is actually a huge key. And you can't tell me that Moses didn't write it down, that David didn't write down his songs, that Moses didn't write down his instructions, or God wrote it down for him, um, that actually all through the word you see that God spoke and they would write it down. Yeah? That's why we have the Gospels. That's how we have the word. It's like, so we, whatever sex you are, you can do this. And I actually think it's really helpful. Uh, even Philip does it now. And he, even if it's dot point, do you write things down in the morning? You're journaling. But I call it morning pages because journaling has a little mindset on it. Because um, journaling is, is different. Morning pages is you wake up in the morning, you have the pen and paper, a book, your morning pages book next to your bed. And you just go, blah. And write down every single thing for about three pages, bending our fascia right, give yourself 15 minutes, and you write down whatever comes into your mind. So it can be, I need to get this appointment, I really should get up for a run, I'm really annoyed at that person, oh, I should be more creative, oh, what about this, oh, I've got to do this, like everything that comes into your head. Now, if it's my head, it's, it's crazy busy, even before I open my eyes. But it's like if you write it down, you're clearing that space. And I like the quote, it's like a vacuum cleaner. And it just like vacuums all that stuff that's sitting there. You're bringing it into your conscious mind because you've got a lot of unconscious thought in your back of your brain that is cluttering up things and weighing you down. And that stuff is what causes us anxiety. That's the stuff that gets in the way of us being able to hear clearly and being sure. That's the stuff that weighs on our mind and it waits till we lie down in bed at night to then come to our conscious thought. Anybody have that? Where they don't bring it up and and they're just like, I'll deal with that later, I'll deal with that later. And later never comes. Who lies down on the pillow at night and suddenly starts thinking? Yeah? So this actually helps that process. So... My thought was, what if you could do something in approximately 15 to 20 minutes every day that would keep fresh ideas and creativity and lower your anxiety level? What would you do? Would you do it? All right, so I'm going to give you the reasons why, because I'm going to have to talk you into it. I can see the looks on some faces. Um, This is actually created by a lady called Julia um, Cameron, and you can look her up. And um, the purpose is to clear all the chatter in your thought life. I like this quote. It's like a vacuum cleaning process. It pokes the pages into every corner of our current life and when we're done with them, our consciousness is clean and fresh and ready for new ideas. So it pokes into those places which you actually shut off. And over a period of even a couple of days, you see, one, where you've got stuff that you just need to get out and, two, where God is speaking. Like, he will repeatedly say things. Go and do that or look into this or, oh, it'd be really nice to take a trip there. And it's like the stuff that comes up that the Holy Spirit actually speaks to us and we push aside when you do this, it just keeps on coming up. And all you've got to do is read back for a week and you'll see, there it is. Oh, there's God talking. Oh, there he is again talking. And it's like you can't ignore it if you're, if you're doing this process. So when we write things down, and it says write down the vision and make it clear. And this is one of the ways we do it is we have to articulate and clarify our thoughts. And when we do this consistently, several things occur. One of them is you get clarity really fast. All right, so when you have to write down what you're thinking, what you're feeling every day for a few minutes, you're going to get clarity. 
rather than a collective of jumbled, anxious thoughts that you might spew at the person who's next to you, or if you sit down and have a coffee and it's like blah, 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 if you're doing this every day, you're going to get clarity and become more aware of what you actually feel, want, and believe. So number one, when you do this, you're going to get clarity. Number two, it gives you a daily checkup. If you've got an issue with something or someone, it's going to appear on the page in front of you, if you're honest. If you're honest about how you're thinking and feeling, it will come out on the page. I am annoyed at my partner. The kids are driving me nuts. That person upset me. That person went in front of me in the parking lot. You know, like anything that comes to your mind that we can just push into the back burner, it will come up in front of you on your page. And it really helps you to not have undoubt with thoughts and issues and unforgiveness in your heart because it will come up. All right, so daily checkup. Any unhealthy emotions or negative habits that are forming, they are going to appear on the page. Number three, it's going to give you focus and be more aware of all of our thoughts. We can declutter and gain focus about what is really important and what we are wanting to achieve. It's going to give you focus when you're writing things down because it's pulling everything into your conscious mind and then you write it down and you're faced with it because we like to not be self-aware a lot of the time. It's easy to hide. Yeah, so it's going to give us focus. Number four, increased creativity. We're going to flourish and ideas flow because the chatter and any blockages in our thought life have been removed. So it's going to give you creativity. If you're feeling blocked, if you're a writer, if you're a creative person, this will actually help to unblock because there's too much chatter in our head, then it's hard to just get clear thought. It's like you have to <laughs> detox first. Well, this is a detox every day. Um, dreams are ignited. If we consistently engage in honest reflection and examination of our thoughts, then our desires and dreams start to come to the surface and appear on the page right in front of us. I think that's actually the most important one, <clears throat> is that our dreams are reignited or ignited in us of what we actually really want will start to keep on coming up. And that's one of the things the Holy Spirit does in us, is when we sit down and take time for honest reflection and looking at our life and what we actually want, if you take the time, it will come up because God is always speaking and he's the one that's planted in our hearts. And, it, and it's like it appears on the page consistently in front of you and you know this keeps on coming up. This is actually what I want to do. This is who I want to be. This is how I want my life to look. Rather than I don't, How many times do you say, I don't know what to do or I don't know what I want? A lot? Or how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? How does this work? God, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like how, or I'm so stressed, or how does this work, or I can't do all those things. It's like when we take time for honest reflection and to get quiet and think about what we're thinking about and actually listen, because the Lord is speaking to us all the time. All the time he is talking to us. He says, my sheep know my voice, but often we just clatter him out. But when you have to write down what you're thinking about, you'll recognize, that's God talking to me. That's actually God been speaking to me. He's been sending people into my world. He's been sending things. He will, he will do whatever he needs to do to get the message across. But often we're just so busy or so blocked up in our thought life because we're weighed down with stresses and anxiety and unforgiveness, stuff that we need to just vacuum clean out that we don't hear him when he's speaking. If you're saying, God, what do you want me to do? Or I don't know what I'd want to do with my life. Or how is this going to work? 
writing it down and then listening to what is coming up because the Holy Spirit is within us. He's not out here. He's, he's within us. When you ask him into, Jesus into your life, the Holy Spirit abides within us. So he's speaking from within. He speaks from within. All right, so your dreams are ignited when we are constantly having honest reflection and examining our thoughts, our desires and dreams will come to the surface. You will see them easily. Number six, this is actually a good one if you get mad lots. All right, you ready? Less negativity and less complaining will come from having a morning page time. When we complain in our morning pages, we get it out. Complaining on the page helps us keep it on the page. All right? If you're really annoyed or, you, or look, I, I have just blah, blah. If I'm annoyed at God, I just blah, blah, blah. What do you think you're doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like taking too long. And all. I do that on my run as well quite often. But it's like, it's like, or if I'm upset at somebody or I'm hurting, somebody's hurt at me or I've been disappointed, I write it down in the page and it's like I get it out. And it's almost like, a God, you're hearing this? It's like I put it down on the page and then it stays there rather than me. And when I don't do morning pages, you ask my husband, he gets it. Yeah? So it's like I'll be blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I should have put it on the page because I didn't want to save Tim hearing it. Because we need to get it out. Whether we like it or not, we need to get it out. Because if we don't get it out, it will make us sick. All right? negativity, when you don't get it out and just bring it to the surface and get rid of it, it will make us sick. So put it down on the page and often that's enough. You can have really big writing if you want. <laughs> you can make it hard. You can do whatever you want. You can draw a picture. Just get it out. Get it out, articulate it, and half the time it's not as bad as you think. Or you'll look back and laugh at yourself. Yeah, But put it out on the page and then somebody else doesn't have to cop it. There you go. Um, you can thank him for that later. <laughs> Number seven, we'll start taking action. The more we talk in our morning pages and focus our thoughts and vision, the more we'll want to make it happen and we'll take advantage of opportunities when they arise. When you write down something and you're like, I'd like to do this, when the opportunity comes up, you go, oh, I've been talking about that. I've been thinking about that. And you see God bring it. You see it come. If you're not bringing it into conscious thought and thinking about it, the opportunity, the miracle will pass you by. How many times do you miss something because you haven't brought it into conscious thought and been talking and thinking and praying about it and it just walks past, it just streams by. It's like, but if you bring it up and you got it there, it's like bang. And, you know, when we, when we put it out there, then we can start to pray about it and it's like what Mike and Naomi were saying, it's like, you put it out there, God goes, radio, then let's, let's make it happen because he's waiting so he can answer prayers because then he gets the glory. And it's like, so when you put it out there, you'll know when to take action and where to take action because you've, made, you've articulated your thoughts. You've articulated the desires of your heart. And God says, if you delight in me, I'll grant you to the desires of your heart. But if we're not aware of them, then we're going to miss it. We're going to miss things. You know, I'm so grateful that I had morning. I was doing morning pages really consistently um, when we were planning to go away to U the US because it came up in my morning pages. Hey, I really, really want to do this because I am a practical person. I will put everything I want to do on the back burner for everybody else. I can't do it for this, 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 and this, and I'll tell you why the can'ts. 
and I will squish things down. But when I have to write it down, when I'm like, it just comes out, and God knows you, so he'll just bring it up so you have to face that's actually what you want. And then so when the opportunity, and I'd be walking past the travel agent and it would be like neon lights, the trip to there, and it's like, I really want to do this. All right, God, you're laying this in my heart. I've brought it up now. This is a real thing. I actually do want to do this. And he's like, right, let's get to it then. And then you can apply your faith. When you don't acknowledge what's actually in your heart, it's hard for you to pray with any faith. It's hard for you to pray and apply the word because you've squished it down so hard and refused to acknowledge what is actually the desires of your heart. And until somebody, you know, often we wait for somebody to have this prophetic word and grab you somewhere, you know, but God doesn't want us to just have to wait for somebody else to talk to us and say, actually, is this the desire of your heart? This is actually what you want, isn't it? He wants to talk to us as well. He will back up with a prophetic word, with a word that somebody else has. But he's the one that wants to be talking to us. And one of the ways he does that is first, you know, when you take the time to be quiet and actually reflect and honestly think about what you're thinking about, look at your heart. For out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the heart, our pen speaks, writes. Yeah? So... It's very easy when we're so, you know, really busy. And this is one of the things about taking time to read the word. It's like we need, it's really beneficial to slow down. Now, I know that we're busy. I know that we have interruptions. I know we have to be out the door at a certain time. But I just want to encourage you, if you take the time to actually sit with your breakfast or your coffee, just discipline yourself. You know, the, the Christian life is a walk of discipline, whether we like it or not. It's all about discipline. And if we walk a consistent, disciplined life, we will reap the benefits of it. We will be the ones that are like a tree planted by streams of living water who flourishes and their leaf does not wither and you will bear fruit in your old age. Now, if we walk and we learn to be disciplined and consistent in the, in the things that the Lord leads us in, then we will actually be those people that everybody else goes, why, why is your life the way it is? But if we do everything the way the world does it, you're going to get the same result as everybody. You'll be in the doctor's surgery, you'll be on this, you'll be stressed, you'll have heaps of wrinkles and your hair will fall out. And, you know, like, it's like there, there is a lot of stress out there and people are looking for the answers. And it's funny how God just gives little keys. It's such a simple thing to write down what you're thinking, write down what God is saying. It's such a simple thing but he says, I want to teach you how to live freely and lightly. I'm the good shepherd. He doesn't want us to struggle. He doesn't want us not to know which road to travel. He doesn't want us to, to just struggle with decisions or what do I do? It's like Philip was saying. He wants to give us the intricate details to make things happen so we're not in uncertainty. Down to go that, down that car park and there's a park just there for you. You know, like, he's, he's that interested in our, every part of our life. And I know there's out there the thought that, oh, don't bother God with that. Well, I actually think that's not, that's not the thinking that God wants to be our best friend. God actually wants to be his best friend. And if, if, you, if you read Psalm 23 in the Passion, it says, The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. The Lord is my best friend. And my shepherd, I have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me and his luxurious love. 
and his tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. But the Lord wants to be our best friend. That's what it is. It's like John, he lay, you know, and leaned on Jesus' shoulder, leaned on his chest. It's like he wants to be our very best friend. David knew him as that. He would sit out and just spend time with the Lord. Our best friend doesn't want us to struggle and he wants us to, to know his voice. And one of the ways he do it is just taking time in the morning. Taking time. And if we do those disciplines, it really life gets very simple. The, the way of the gospel, the way of Jesus is actually really simple. It's us that complicates it and we allow the world to dictate to us how we're going to be and how we're going to live. And then we wonder why we're stressed out and anxious and not knowing what to do, no different from those who walk without him. I don't want us to live like that. I want us to know, know that we know that we know that we're doing the right thing, that we know the path we're to take, that we know that in- he knows the intricate details of his life and he wants to share them with us. And it's like, just take the time. You'll get clarity, you'll get focused, you'll get rid of your negative complaining. It's like, just get it out and let God speak. And he will speak. I guarantee if you do this for a month, you'll have more answers than you've had for the last six. Because you will, because God is speaking. It's just whether we're listening.